Welcome to the Eastside Church Podcast. Today, we'll be listening to a message from Pastor Alex Barefoot. Well, great morning to you. Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Good morning. Good, 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 good. I'm excited this morning and don't want to blow next week. If, you, if you're here today, we got a, we got a TCO, uh, which is temporary. All that will turn into permanent as we go along. Uh, but right now we have a TCO. We got that on Friday morning at 1030. And so the team was just on go. Brandon Sharp, Cheryl Sharp, Michael Wallace, Justin Clark. Oh, my goodness. Justin Clark has been killing it. Where's Justin Clark? See in the little boys. See here? Where's he at? He went to the little girl's room, I'm sure. <clears throat> Amazing job as, as, as we find this stuff out and then we, you know, just have to kind of set up. This is not, we're not finished. There's more lights to go up. There's more speakers to go up. We couldn't put TVs in the lobby yet. You know, there's a mural coming up in the lobby. There's a lot that's going to happen this week. So uh, our, our real kickoff is next week. Our launch is next week, so that is the, the 11th. We're going to have Don Potter is going to be here. Everybody go, whoop. What time is that, by the way? Seven. Seven, thank you. Seven o'clock, Don Potter. Now, what's going to be different this year is he's bringing his band. And we're going to have an intercessory worship service with Don Potter here uh, all, all Saturday night. So you're not going to want to miss that. That's 7 o'clock. Sunday morning at 10, Greg Surratt's going to be here from Seacoast. And about half of Charleston uh, is, is coming up. There's just a lot of folks that are going to be here and join us in our celebration as we celebrate uh, what God is doing. Um, but, you know, without getting ahead of myself, I want to recognize Phil and Dolly Turner. If y'all could stand, could y'all stand up? Please stand up. I, they hate this, but I'm going to make them. Yeah. I've been telling Phil and Dolly for about 12 years that one day we were going to do this. Before she went on to be with Jesus, we were going to be in this building, and we're here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Isn't that great? What they did, if you guys don't know, they signed over Phil and Dolly were part of the, a church that was before Eastside. They, 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 that church gave this building to us. And they signed the paperwork over to do that. And they've been with us ever since. What an amazing testimony to, to faithfulness toward the Lord. And I want to say thank you to you guys. I mean, there are so many in the room that I see that have been faithful through thick and thin. And I just want to say thanks. What a great morning uh, that, that, that we're, we're able to, to do what we're doing. So, so from here out, what I want to do a little bit is I just want to talk about the future. What we're going to do next week is talk about celebrate the past and then talk about the future. Pastor Joey Rumble is going to be here. The founding pastor of the church is going to be here. And uh, his family, I'm, I'm sure as many of them as he's, he can get up here is going to do that. We're going to honor him as well. But there's going to be a lot of folks. Uh, Pastor Matthew Hunt is going to be here out of Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Is he in Tulsa? No, he's in Kansas. Where is Matthew? He's in Kansas. Yeah, him and Dorothy are coming. <laughs> Some of you got that. Okay, all right. Yeah, so... 
so it, it's just going to be a great week. Don't, please, please, please don't miss it. And uh, we're really going to uh, t- turn it up a notch next week. Thank you to the sound people. Yeah. Unbelievable job. You know, there wasn't but so much they could do because we couldn't, we couldn't test anything. We couldn't do anything. The lights aren't all up yet. It's, you know, it's, it's still got, we've still got work to do on that. But, you know, there's so much that's got to happen next week. So be praying for them too. But, man, what an amazing job. Josh. Is, where's Josh? Is he? He's, is, he's somewhere around here. That, Justin just made it in. Justin Clark, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, let's give Justin a big round of applause. He's been killing it. This is Josh. He just came in too. He's in the back. They all have to take a break after worship. But we appreciate what Josh has done. He, 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 they have just owned it and really uh, just made this thing happen in a short period of time. So I want to just talk to you a little bit today about, um, about what I feel like the Lord wants us to do going forward and how he wants us to be thinking. You know, we've got several things around here that we've been focusing on and you've probably heard us talking about. Uh, the first is that our, our, our goal, our job is to know God and to make him known. One of the things that we want to be known for and what we want to fake, uh, focus on in the future, how many of you know that we, we all aren't there yet? We haven't, we haven't arrived, right? We're in process. Everybody say you're in process to the person beside them. We're in process, especially you, especially you. You're in process. And, 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 and he's working all of us. We want to know God, and we want to make him known by revealing to others his character and nature by the way we live and what we do. And, uh, and so our core values are we want to be known as people of prayer, people of the word, people of generosity, and people of community. Those are the things that we kind of want to be thinking about as we go into the future. Now, how many of you glad that God doesn't hold you accountable for your past? Anybody? You know, the, the truth of the matter is church is the same way. Sometimes we think about individuals and we go, wow, look at the grace of God. Look at the mercy of God on that individual. You know, the truth of the matter is he can have those same things for a church. I want you to think about that just a moment because it's important to me. It's important to me for everybody to understand that this church hadn't arrived when it got here. It still hasn't arrived. And we're learning how to do what God called the church to do. We're learning to become what God calls the church to become. And so we're in that process as well. And so... We want to be people, known as people of prayer. We want to be uh, people of the word, generosity, and community. And the reason I say that, I want to give you a survey I read this week that has motivated everything that I'm going to talk about this morning. I read this survey from, from uh, uh, Christian leaders today, and it's from, uh, it was done in 2020. It was George Barner who, who did the survey, and this was the survey's results. Staggering. of Americans identify themselves as Christians. 69%. That's 176 million people. But of those 176 million people that identify themselves as Christians, only 6% of those have a biblical worldview. That's 15 million. 
The survey determined it was more of a genetic term instead of a deep commitment to passionately pursuing and becoming like Jesus. Only 6% had the idea of Christianity as being something that, that would transform them into the likeness of Christ. And so what they did was they divided it up into five categories of Christians, and they were uh, self-identified Christians. They were uh, self-identified born-again Christians, self-identified evangelical Christians, theologically born-again Christians. In other words, somebody who said, I'm born again because I've got this theological approach to being born again. So there was a category for that. And then there was a, a category for integrated disciples. And only 6% of Christians were integrated disciples. To give you an idea of what they believe, then there's more, but to give you an idea that what, what the 69%, in, in other words, those that didn't identify themselves as integrated disciples or fall into that category, they believe as Christians that all religions are equal. They believe that the Holy Spirit is really not a personal being. They reject the idea that Jesus is the only way or the only one who can save them. They don't believe that marriage is between one man and one woman. They don't believe that premarital sex is a sin. These are people who identify themselves as Christians. And we're talking about bringing revival to America again. We, we talk about the idea of, you know, we want revival to come to us, and we want revival to come to East Side. But if I look at anywhere in Scripture, what I have to identify is that the only way to revival is through repentance. When God fell on a group of people who were wandering or straying away from the precepts that he had given, what you discover is you discover that these folks need to return to God. And what I want to talk to you about today is, is I think that, that we're blaming a lot of reasons that we find America and the American church in the condition it is, but the, the truth of the matter is what we really need is to discover that we need to come back to God. And so, and so these, these, these principles that we've, that we've talked about and these things that we've said as our guidelines. We're going to be people of prayer, people of generous, people, people who love the word. We've got to become those things as individuals and as the church so that we can actually make God known. It's the only way to make God known is to, is to be transformed like that. And I'm saying stuff that you already know, but the thing about it is we don't know the, the, the gross missteps that the church has been making to get us in the condition that we're in. Let, let, me, tell you, let me tell you what I'm talking about. How many would agree with me that those, that those statistics are like, ugh? Anybody go, ugh? Yeah. To, to that many Christian people who have those ideologies about Christendom, and that's what we're spreading. It, it, they, you know, one of the things that they don't believe in creation. Here's my point. 
We are trying to get people who have no biblical belief system to think like people who do. And only 6% of the people who call themselves Christians actually have the ability, because they know the Word of God enough, to think that way. Right? You tracking with me? All right, listen to this. Of those 6% that were considered integrated disciples, 25% of those 6% say there is no such thing as absolute truth. 39% don't believe that the Holy Spirit's a person. 52% believe that people are basically good. Which is contrary to what the Bible teaches. And so we're in a pickle. Right? And so, what we find ourselves, the place we find ourselves today is in a place where, as believers, we've really got to start pursuing God. We, that's us. We've really got to get in His Word. And when I say get in His Word, what I mean is, don't try to make the Word of God help you formulate, or not formulate, but back up your own opinion. Let the Word of God change what your opinion is. You know, we've got to get to a place where we allow the Word of God to tell us how to think. Because that's where the problem begins to arise. If you've got your Bibles, you can open with me to 1 Peter chapter 2. We started here. We're still, we're still talking about what God says about us, and we're going to kind of marry that today with this information that we have, with this vision that we have. We, we, we want to focus on a couple of things. And it starts with First Peter, and he's talking to the church. He's talking, you know, the thing that we've got to do as we take this stuff in context is we've got to make sure that we understand that God is talking to us as well. He's talking to that particular church group of people, but he's also talking to the church in 2021. He says to us, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So what is our assignment? Go back, Jackie. What is our assignment? Our assignment is that word special means peculiar. That actually, that actually in some translation, you're a peculiar person. <laughs> How many say amen to that? How many of them say that the person next to you is even more peculiar? <laughs> we're, we're special people, but what, what we're special to do is proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into the light. How do you do that? You do that by being a mirror of who Jesus is. You, you begin to carry the nature of God. And there's so much in Scripture as we continue to talk about that, you've got to understand that you were chosen to proclaim the excellencies of Jesus because you were called out of darkness for that. 
into the light. Once you were not a people, but now you're God's people. Once you had received mercy, but now you have received, but now you, once you had not received mercy, thank you, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to, to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. He has given us instructions on how to respond. Now, there has been a, there has been a, and I've been a part of incredible churches in the past, but in the 90s there came the seeker-sensitive movement that kind of, that kind of is still in existence. It's still moving, but it's losing steam because what we're seeing is we're seeing so many people get on the fringes with that, and there seems to be this call of a remnant to actually really pursue God, and so we want to be caught up in that mix. And the reason we want to is, is because unbelievers need to find somebody who is actually able to, to think about them in a way that, or show them in a way that uh, actually emulates the character and nature of God. They don't need to see people who don't act like Christ, that call themselves Christians, how they respond. Now, how many of you know that your pastor has not always responded rightly in every circumstance? No, no. How many of you know that you haven't either? Right? So it's not perfection. It's just this idea that that we want to be transformed. Remember the statistics I said? Uh, In those statistics, one of the things is that those that were devoted to Christ, they, they wanted to be transformed into his likeness. That was, one of their, that was one of their characteristics. And so this is what the Lord is saying about you and me through Peter in 1 Peter chapter 2. He said this in verse 13, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or the governor as sent by him, to punish those who do evil and praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you would put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Interesting words for today, is it not? It needs to be convicting. It needs to be life-altering. Golly, man, there's so much that the Lord wants to teach us. How many of you know that we look in a mirror dimly and we prophesy vaguely? Everything about our vision toward God is is part. It's in part. And what he says to you and me is that we get, we go from in part to in part to in part. We get a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more until we actually look 
a lot more like him five years down the road than we do now. I've got one more passage of scripture and that's all I'm going to give us. It's kind of cool to be able to walk around up here, though. <laughs> Could you stand with me for a second? Can we lift our hands to the Lord? Father, we've been here for a little bit. All those that are standing here with their hands lifted high, they've served you. We live in this nation, God, that we're so blessed. We're so blessed. Father, I thank you for your faithfulness toward me. I thank you, Jesus, that with my flaws, say this with me, say this with me, thank you, Jesus, that with my flaws, you haven't given up on me. Thank you, God, that you who started a good work in me have promised me You'll, you'll fulfill it until you're finished. Father, I repent. Ah, oh, say that with me louder. Father, I repent. We repent. Sackcloth and ashes right here, Jesus. We haven't always loved well. We haven't always been merciful. I hadn't always been gentle, God. Tenderness is difficult for me, oh Lord. Patience, oh God, is a whole nother story. Self-control, Jesus, is tough for me. Thank you, God, that you haven't given up on me when I haven't emulated those things very well to those who were watching.
But because you haven't given up on me, God, I haven't given up on myself. I'm not going to quit, oh Lord. I'm determined to follow you, oh God. And I'm determined to do it well. Thank you that all my sins have been cleansed. Say that out loud. Thank you that all my sins have been cleansed. Thank you, God. So I forget what lies behind. And I press on toward the high calling of God. This in Christ Jesus. Lord, we repent for the American church. Any place we've missed it. We're not the judge. <laughs> We're not the judge of where we missed it, God. You are. Different assignments for different groups. Different assignments for different denominations. Forgive me, God, for judging. But help me, Lord, to figure out what's important to you. And so, Jesus, we stand here this morning on this sacred ground. Knowing that you had plan and purpose 12 years ago when we moved here. Or whenever we became part of this body. Whatever date that was. And it's for this day. This is a new day. Your mercies are new every morning. Brock, this is a new wineskin. This is a new wineskin. Everybody say, I forget what lies behind. Everybody say that. I forget what lies behind. That's the church. We forget what lies behind. We celebrate the victories. We're going to honor the people who brought us to this point. But right now we're on mission. This is a mission to be transformed into the image of God. We are going to be people of prayer. We are going to be people of the word. We are going to be generous. We are going to be worshipers. And we're going to do that in community, Jesus. Father, I pray that we would recognize the fact that we should never, ever be a respecter of persons in this place. We are not a respecter of person in this place, God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You say you give people like me and those that are in this room that you call them unto yourself to confound the world. You take the base things, the low lives, the lowly, and you confound the world. We will not be respecter of persons, God. 
We come before you, Lord Jesus, knowing that the only way to emulate kingdom is to be in it, live in it, do it, be transformed by it. It's not a style issue, oh God. It's not a building issue, Lord. It's a nature issue. It's a nature issue. Hell, my nature, God. You say you live in me. May, we, may I submit my spirit to your spirit, Jesus. May I control my flesh. May I get my soul in line as I choose your way. May I quit making excuses why I don't know your word. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, right now in the name of Jesus, there will be no person under the sound of my voice that would ever make the excuse or live a life dependent on somebody else's knowledge of the word of God. Father, they would take it upon themselves to know and do your word. Thank you for that, Jesus. Can I get the Beatitudes up? Can you put the Beatitudes up, Jackie? This is a beautiful picture. Now, I want you to grab a hold of this. This is Jesus commanding us how to be the church. He's saying, this is, this is what church looks like. He's standing on the side of a hill, and I've been at this place, man. It's an amazing place in Israel. There's this big hill, <laughs> and it's absolutely gorgeous, and it's sitting right on the Sea of Galilee. Jesus goes to the top of the hill, and he says, seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and he taught them, saying, now this is, this is going to be in the, uh, this is the uh, amplified version. So what the amplified version, it takes the Greek word and it gives you more oomph. Everybody say more oomph. You're about to get a lot of oomph. Blessed. That word blessed actually means supremely happy. Blessed, happy, to be envied and spiritually prosperous with life's joy and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of their outward conditions, are the poor in spirit. Somebody say hallelujah. <laughs> the humble who rate themselves insignificant, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the enviable, happy, Blessed and enviable, happy with a happiness produced by the experience of God's favor and especially conditioned by the revelation of his matchless grace are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. 
blessed, happy, blithesome, 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 southern, joyous, spiritually prosperous, with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of their outward conditions, are the meek, the mild, the patient, the long-suffering, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed and fortunate and happy and spiritually prosperous in that state in which the born-again child of God enjoys his favor and salvation are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, uprightness and right standing with God, for they shall be completely satisfied. Somebody say that. So, for they shall be completely satisfied. Blessed, happy, to be envied and spiritually prosperous with life's joy and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation regardless of their outward conditions are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed, happy, inevitable, uh, in, 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 uh, in, <laughs> enviably, thank you somebody. Happy, enviably fortunate and spiritually prosperous, possessing the happiness produced by the experience of God's favor and especially conditioned by the revelation of his grace, regardless of their outward conditions. Isn't this amazing? Does this look like Facebook? Or the pure in heart? For they shall see God. Blessed, enjoying in inviolable happiness, spiritually prosperous with life's joy and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of their outward conditions, are the makers and maintainers of peace, for they shall be called sons of God. Father, right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that the world will see that Christians are peacemakers. Father, I'm opinionated as anybody in the room. And the Lord just said, Amen. But Father, you didn't call me to be opinionated. You didn't call me not to have an opinion. You didn't call me not to be passionate about my opinion. But you called me to be a peacemaker. I need more, Jackie. Is there more? That's just why we're doing this week, so that we're ready next week. Is there more? There it is. Blessed and happy, enviably fortunate and spiritually prosperous in the state in which the born-again child of God enjoys and finds satisfaction in God's favor and salvation. Y'all ought to say this all this time. Regardless of his outward conditions are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for being and doing right, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed, happy to be envied and spiritually prosperous with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor, salvation, regardless of your outward conditions, 
are you when people revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil things against you falsely on my account? Be glad. Somebody say, be glad. Be glad. <laughs> and supremely joyful, for your reward is in heaven is great, strong and intense. For in this same way, people persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its taste, its strength, its quality, how can its saltiness be restored? It is not good for anything any longer but to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill, it cannot be hidden. Nor do men light a lamp and put it under a, a bushel, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your moral excellence and your praiseworthy, noble, and good deeds are recognized and honored as praise and glory your Father who is in heaven. Glorify your Father who is in heaven. Let your light, let's do that again. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your moral excellence and your praiseworthy, noble, and good deeds and recognize and honor and praise and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Next. Do not think that I have come to do away with or undo the law or the prophets. I have come not to do away with it or undo it, but to complete and fulfill them. Father, I thank you for the assignment of Eastside Church. I thank you, God, that these people that stand in front of me, <laughs> you're not done with them. I thank you that you're not done with those that are on the stage. Father, I thank you for the musicians that are on the stage. Why don't you just, why don't you just put your hand forward? Put your hand forward. We're gonna, I'm going to pray for them. Father, from the, from the drums to the bass to the acoustic to the keyboard to the electric to the vocals, God, to the, to the other electric, God, I just pray right now for these folks. Father, I thank you for their gifting. Father, I thank you for their gifting. I thank you, God, that you love them and you called them and you created them to do exactly what you're doing. I thank you, God, that they have chosen to be at Eastside Church. And they have chosen to use the gift that you gave them to worship you and to lead us into worship. But Father, I know right now that you're not anywhere close to be done with these guys. But you've got, a, you've got a message for them. You've got revelation for them. You, you want them to see you as you are. Father, I pray for any misconception of what church has been to them. <laughs> yeah. 
And I pray, God, for any, for any unrealistic expectation that we're not going to mess up to. But Father, I pray right now that we'd all honor one another in such a way, God, that we can walk with each other in our faults and that we can be transformed by your goodness because there's a reality, God, that without your grace, we're nothing, God. Unless you move in us, God, nothing can happen that's good. So I just ask God for fresh revelation on the musicians that they'd be able to play like never before. They'd be able to hear things like never before. They'd be able to produce notes and and sounds, God, that, that they've never produced before or heard. I pray that it would affect their heart and their soul, God, like never before. I pray they'd be transformed into your likeness. Father, this is a great room. This is a great building, all the highest technology. Or at least pretty high. (laughs) But it can do nothing without your touch, without your spirit. And so with outstretched hands, put your hands in front of you with me. We offer you new wineskins. We ask you to pour out your spirit, God, on this man and this church and the churches across the nation. May we begin to teach your word like never before. May we begin to hold people accountable to your word like never before. May there be an expectation of carrying out your word. I thank you for what you're going to do. Why don't we just give the Lord applause. Thank you for what he's going to do. Thank you, God, for what you've already done. And we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. We thank you about everything about us, God. But you haven't given up on us, oh, Lord. But you still, Lord, have plans to prosper us. We thank you for that, God. We thank you for that, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for joining us today for our podcast. Eastside Church exists to help people encounter Jesus, be equipped to grow and engage their community. For more information, please go to our website at eastsidechurch.co.